that's the thing with a Mary Roach book is like you'll learn a lot and you'll never use any of it but like you'll <laughs> learn a lot <laughs> Another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Jake is bringing to us a book by Mary Roach, who is a perennial favorite here at the library. That's true. But this book in particular is called Gulp, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly it's the slant on it's going to be. Not quite. Oh. Um, <laughs> it is about all of the wonders, all of them, from soup to nuts, one might say, um, a <laughs> Of the digestive system. Okay, yes. that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting starting at the tippity top and ending at the, the the tippity bottom. I mean, I'm sure she could spin a story about like an ear, nose, and throat specialist that would be really interesting. Yes. But I feel like you would run out of material. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, we we start with spit and end with farts. So that's the, <laughs> that's the <laughs> that is the arc of this book. Yes. <laughs> Does it go in exactly that order? Too? Honestly, uh, it, yes, pretty much. It's structured basically. You this the book starts off with some tasting if you haven't read um, a mary roach book it's not really or at least this one um and most of them in my experience it's sort of essay based so like each chapter is they build a little bit on each other but mostly they're about different parts or different quirky things she's decided to explore on whatever the topic is so how about you tell us which portion of the digestive system you found most interesting <laughs> it's your um, favorite okay. <laughs> okay that's kind of a hard one the part that i found the most interesting was probably like right around the middle. She talks a lot about a lot of our knowledge of digestion comes from basically this pair. I'm going to get Alexis St. Martin and I think William Beaumont, but they are Canadian physician and patient. St. Martin had suffered from a rifle accident, basically, and that left him with a fistula or just a hole in his stomach so that you could actually like see into his stomach while he was digesting. So that's like a lot of basically the early knowledge on what we knew the stomach would do was because we, this living man, like you could witness him digest food, <laughs> um, which was disgusting. Um, and in fact, he was like, Beaumont, the doctor, like employed him in his service and St. Martin like ran away multiple times. But obviously there wasn't like disability or anything during this time in the mm -hmm. 19th century. So he was like, well, I'm getting, I'm getting paid to eat and get poked by this man. So yes, that feels like guy. a real carnival. Yes, like. exactly. Um, so that was that was like a, that was one of the very interesting stories in it. And then also in that section about like the stomach, there was a long chapter on like the feasibility of a Jonah situation. Like in the oh whale. yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and probably not feasible. There was like she gave like I cannot remember the the exact circumstances she was like maybe in this one exact circumstance it might have happened. But there was also a lot of there used to be this theory that pe beings that had been swallowed whole had some sort of essential life force that that wouldn't let them be digested. <laughs> um which is not true. Um and then also <laughs> Like the that entire chapter is about basically like what happens if the the thing that you are attempting to swallow basically fights back, um, and then that gets her to explore um, something she calls the blanket effect, which is basically like when most organisms are completely enveloped by something, they tend to just kind of chill out and like <laughs> stop moving. <laughs> basically, they have some kind of like 
reflexive response that just makes them sit still. And so that's why it's unlikely for, like, live-eaten prey to actually try to, like, claw their way out of the the digestive tract. <laughs> Exciting. <Yes. laughs> that wasn't in the Magic School Bus no, episode on digestion. That like, that's, it's like, like, that's the thing with a Mary Roach book is, like, you'll learn a lot. You'll never use any of it, but, like, you'll learn a lot. <laughs> and it's at least entertaining. Yes. yes exactly, yeah. So is Mary Roach someone that you go to frequently for books? Not frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, I do read a lot of nonfiction, and actually we're getting ready to do a program, or by the time this airs, we will have done a program um, based on one of her books, so Mm -hmm. I thought I would just kind of uh, give it a quick quick peek before we do that kind of stuff. It is a really nice intersection of of humor and nonfiction, Mm -hmm. because, like, and I say that you're never going to use any of this kind of stuff, but you do, like, a lot of the basics, like, you know, there are villi in the small intestine that um, that enable nutrient absorption and that kind of like, you know, those kind of basics are just nice to have run over mm-hmm. again in your head. So so that's nice. And then also you get to kind of giggle because it is always something very stupid that she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like <laughs> she's hurt. I mean, uh, and I think she's fine with that description. Yeah. To be clear. Like, like, like that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So I have to know, are the sections dealing with the end of the digestive mm-hmm. journey as gross as you would expect them to be? Yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> so there's a, I mean, there's a number of things theories that a lot of this is like the history of what we thought the digestive system might do. And one theory that scientists used, basically when something went wrong with the upper portion of the digestive tract, people would attempt to feed from the other end. Oh no. And so so there's an extensive section (laughs) about the history of of that science and basically... (laughs) People learning like, oh, wait, that doesn't work. Oh, this Uh, is not good. (laughs) um, Yes, yes, yes. And then there's there's a long section on flatus and what causes uh, the most intense flatus. Um, Red meat is apparently is apparently (laughs) that makes uh, sense. Your go, yeah, your go to no no. um, If you would like to not toot, so yeah, there's it's not it's not like gross. Although she is kind of it is funny because she's she's visiting this person who is basically like a fart doctor uh, there's no other there's no other description for what he like he's a scientist who studies flatus and Flattis. like she she starts like giggling and being like he's like this is very serious and she's like oh excuse me sorry you've never read my books have you <laughs> yes exactly um but yeah 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 so there's there's that. There's also in the taste section, this is in the beginning of the book, there's there's an extensive section where she talks about um, basically taste testers for products. And there is, and it, it's failing me, I listen to this as an audiobook and I don't retain quite as well when I do that. But there is a set of humans for all basically animal products that do taste the food for some reason so like your dog food has a human taste testing panel so that i can't quite remember why but it just is a thing (laughs) the only thing i can imagine would be so that the descriptions of the dog food's tastes are somewhat yeah like just in case the owner sample i have no idea yeah Yeah, well that was the in the the sort of thesis of that chapter is like stop making your dogs vegan or whatever basically (laughs) um they're not one of the flavors that dogs are are particularly responsive to it comes from a molecule called putrescine which is like mm. essence of rot basically mm. so i mean it makes sense but also ooh. yeah <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting little factoids from from the book. Yeah, <laughs> and and like Leslie said earlier, Mary Roach is someone we we've had people talk about her on the podcast before mm-hmm. in our book exchanges. It feels like every other exchange, someone is giving someone a Mary mm-hmm. Roach novel. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it she's very like approachable. I think as far as nonfiction goes, if you if you're not a nonfiction person, definitely. Yeah, um, it's a. Uh, as a person who reads a lot of like really boring nonfiction, <laughs> it's actually on like it's on like the outer limits of what I usually go to. But I it is still it is still it's like you know. the reality TV version. Exactly. Of... <laughs> yes. Exactly. You're if, like it's fun. It's entertaining. <laughs> if I want some popcorn, but I still want to learn. You yeah. Know, that's exactly. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is she also has these weird niche things that she writes her books about. So the mm-hmm. one I've read by her was Stiff: The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers, which mm-hmm. was just about everything that you would possibly ever want to know about how corpses are used but mm-hmm. yes. and and what's the one that they're covering in the program fuzz which one is that fuzz, about? which um is about <laughs> what happens when animals break the law um, basically <laughs> that's so, amazing <laughs> yeah 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 um a few <laughs> case studies in in um animal criminality yes is, is wow. what that was about yes so definitely raccoons are represented in that book and probably bears <laughs> thieves, thieves, little yes. thieves. <laughs> are there any others of her titles that you would maybe want to pick up eventually um i know i listened to an npr interview a long time ago i think she was on fresh air or something like that um grunt i think is the name of the book and it's all about like strange military science um, oh interesting and i know hmm. that for that one she went to i don't know the military scientists and apparently there was a smell bomb that was created that was just cre- like supposed to create like the most foul odor to humans in existence and i know that she like acquires some portion of that and smells it herself and <laughs> i just think those kinds of i don't know like all those things yes i will probably read some more mary roach after this but yeah, yeah. <laughs> how was the audio or at least was the narrator good the narrator I... was 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 perfectly fine that it, i am my thing with narrators is i'm i like them if they don't do like i listen to nonfiction, so like mm-hmm. typically i'm looking for just like honestly just read the book for me and she does a pretty good job of of just doing that and not getting too too performative with it yeah. so so that is that is something that i appreciate and i can't find either. i hate a That's dramatic okay. pause like when they just because i'm like uh-uh don't go slower i'm already mm-hmm. listening instead of reading i don't need you to be like and then mm-hmm. if you look at the digestive tract mm-hmm. you'll notice yeah no and i'm just like uh-uh no no. <laughs> no nothing nothing quite dramatic here it is plenty lighthearted. yeah <laughs> was there anything surprising that you learned from this there was a, one other like a theory that used to exist that I thought was interesting is um, there was this guy, his last name was Fletcher and his method was called Fletcherism. <laughs> um, but the idea was that you would take X number of bites of your food before you actually swallowed, um, basically to liquefy anything that you might ever eat. Um, I so, think I've heard of this somewhere before. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, oh, you have to chew your food, like... Well, yes. That, like ta- ex- that many times. Yes. Like, okay. And and that's kind of where that comes from, mm-hmm. um, is this guy. But he took it to, like, the extremes. And for a while, the science was backing him up. Because, like, it is scientifically true that, like, people who who tend to eat their food slower, like, will digest it better, will feel satiated at a more, you know, healthy, I don't know, interval... Um, and they've, you know, for whatever it's worth, tend to have lower BMIs or whatever the value is. 
Um, but this guy, it was to such an extreme that scientists were were saying, actually, you are chewing your food so slowly that basically all you would do all day long is eat. Because, like, <laughs> to get through a salad, it's going to take you, like, four hours. And so, yeah. actually, the reason they say those chewing things is because you want your stomach to feel full, that if you just continuously eat, then you won't ever feel full because your stomach will empty into the small intestine before you actually experience fullness if you yeah. eat just at a, an extremely slow pace, like, all day long. So those were some things that, that were interesting. It's always fun to look at those sort of history of medicine things and just see what we thought. Because medicine is actually, like, you know, we were still talking about humors up into the 18th century. Yeah. So, like, for a long time, people had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> it's always in a mixture between interesting innovation and just horrifying actions yes. by humans. <laughs> So I, I like reading about, like, the history of science because there's always that, wow, I'm so glad I'm not living yes. then. <laughs> yeah, the book I read had a head transplant in there. It was oh. not of a human, but it was <laughs> still yep. pretty yes. horrifying to read about. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right. That's all I can think of to yeah, ask. that's cool. all I got. Cool. Thank you so much for bringing a popular author, you know, back into the foreground for us. Mm -hmm. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.